How are you Raiders family? It's Berkey here and welcome to my post-match round 19 review against the Panthers after another brilliant, brilliant win. Three on the trot since the uh, debacle in Darwin and we're really getting a nice little momentum now happening which is so crucial and critical in the lead up to the finals. Um, so yeah, really big effort away again this week to the Warriors which I'll cover in a couple of days in my pre-match review against them. Uh, so it's a really... Um, uh, what's the word? It's, it's a real binding part of the year now where we can see on the horizon September just around the corner and we're in it up to our eyeballs. So this is a really, really good sign that we have got some want and we're playing for each other big time right at the moment. Let's get into the top 10 though. Number one, I've got Feral Penrith Park. Now, if there's a worse place to be on a Sunday afternoon playing a game of football than Penrith Park, well, it's certainly in the grand final if it isn't. Um, but I think what that game really did for us on the weekend was once again really bound us as one unit. It was us against the world. Now, fast forward to the finals, and I think we're going to make it. But those types of games, if we are playing away, heaven forbid, somewhere, whether it's at the SCG against the Roosters, whether it's at Brookvale, whether it's either uh, back at Penrith Park, whether it's a Bank West, we just don't know what the makeup is going to be at the finals. Those types of games and the way we won them away from home will just add volumes come final time. I think if you asked Ricky how important it was just for the atmosphere of being in a tribal area with a home side that was going for eight straight with those types of feral um, supporters, then that type of win, I just think absolute volumes for where that will hold us down the track. So while it's a feral place to go, I think we rose to the challenge and really absorbed the surroundings we had around us. Number two, I've gone for Joe Tarpany. Once again, I'm just trying to get a read on Joe right here at the moment. Um, I still don't think he's back to top form. Now, I'm hoping that's a bonus for us over the next five, six, seven weeks leading into the finals. But he just seems to be lacking a little bit of something at the moment. He made some good runs, but he was nowhere near on long enough. I don't know what happened there with Ricky. Um, but he, no, he, was, he may have only had 30 minutes game time, maybe 35. I could be corrected by the forum out there if I am. I'll stand corrected. But he just didn't seem to have as much impact or oomph than he usually does. And he hasn't been having it for a couple of months now, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just trying to get a read on where Joe's at. But once again, we really need an international New Zealand forward like him firing and starting now for our chances at the back end. Uh, number three, I've gone for an interesting duo, Harvili to Hodgson. If you notice in the brilliant try early in the first half, second half, where um, Bateman skipped on the outside to Rapana to Oldfield, inside kick to Caesar, you may have noticed Harvili took the ball or the line on and then popped it back to Hodjo. I think that type of play is critical and crucial and just adds volume to our attack. If we can get those second offloads with Hodjo standing a couple of metres back from the ruck and gets an offload, he just gives himself some time to, to work out the defence instead of being a dummy half trying to do it. He can stand back and look and see what's around him. So those types of second phase plays, particularly Harvili to Hodgson, I love because Harvili's a real grunt guy over the line, drags in three or four defenders, and his upper body strength to get a pop ball away is critical to, just as I said, that momentum moving forward, getting some second phase play, once again getting a Bateman on the outside of a half, in this case Maloney, getting CNK through the middle, 
Um, but just having Hodjo dictate a little bit back from the line is fantastic. So great work. Number four, I've gone for Jordan Rapana, just starting to hit his straps. It was really nice to see him on the inside of Bateman for that Caesar try. So I went Bateman, Rapana, Oldfield, the kick. So they've obviously swapped it around a bit, but it's really refreshing to see Jordan starting a little bit of form. The try scored in the second half with three or four on him. Just, he's getting his strength back really well, and he's getting his confidence back really well. He's runs out of dummy half with damaging. The good news about Leilua, obviously, is she's going to add volumes to Leipana as well. But it's good to see Jordan starting to mix his game a bit. If he can get inside of um, of Oldfield again this week, weekend against the Warriors for for whatever reason, it just gives a little bit more variety in that attacking that right edge, which is great. Number five, I've gone for Jack. Now, I think he had a great game again. Some great runs. His defence was solid. The only thing I think... Of his game on the weekend, he put a mid- midfield bomb up in the second half on our 40 metre line and he hoisted it way into the air and it barely reached the Penrith 40 metre line. So I think there he's just got to sit back and have a breath and drill that to the corner. The kick only gained 18 to 20 metres, which at that stage of the game, giving Penrith that type of field position with six tackles, I don't think is what we need then and there. I think he's just got to Think his mind through, think the team game through and kick for those corners with a kick chase. Midfield bombs, whilst important, uh, I think that's far out from the halfway. We were never going to gain a lot of ascendancy or a lot of field position. And I think our biggest, one of our biggest um, pluses so far this year has been drilling the ball to the corners, straight line, quick moving line speed defence and hanging them in and not giving them any breathing space to get a good kick from their own end on the sixth tackle. So Jack's just got to be wary of that. Um, number six, I've gone for Aiden Caesar, who I thought had another great game on the weekend. I realise and I know when Aiden's in form is when he passes beautifully left to right, so his normal side. You go back and look at some of the tries that he set up on the weekend with his passes. They were absolute bullets to the bread basket of the other uh, person he was, he was throwing the ball to. They were beautiful, crisp, they didn't float, um, and the defence never had time to get up and put any pressure on because his passes were that good. That's when Aiden's in form, is when that pass is going flat and straight into the player, where they're not reaching back or they're not trying to get it down low. They're easily run onto with the ball like that, and that just adds so much more to our attack when um, the person he's passing to can, can can basically carry the ball or get the ball like that while looking at the, while looking at the defender. As soon as you take your eyes off the defender with a ball, then you lose half a second, one second, trying to readjust to keep the momentum going. Uh, he's also, his kicks were exemplary. The crossfield kicks for uh, Nickel Klockstadt's try, his grubbers and his other kicks downfield were just really crisp. So that's a really good sign for Australia's family. Number seven, I've gone for Elliot Whitehead. Another monumental game. Um, he's just grit and toughness. His willingness in a contest... Um, he's never say die attitude with his runs, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, a real plus for us in that middle third. He just holds that middle third together beautifully with interchange. So when Sia or Papa come off and Louis and Gula go on, um, Elliot's the one that just keeps all the defence structures nice and tight, no panic, just keeps the line there for us. Number eight, I've gone for Jared's defence. Um, Brad Fittler probably gave as big as an indication why he didn't pick Jared on the weekend. You may not have picked it up if you were watching Channel 9. He said, and I quote, um, Jared 
over a number of years has always just come out of the line and honed in on one person and one person only and tried to nail him. So what that was telling me is Jared may have to sit back a little bit in that trying to shoot out of the line to hit someone, maybe sit back a little bit and not be so overcommitted. It was a really telling quote from Fittler, um, and I really picked up on his comment there about Jared's defence with him shooting like he did on the weekend when the Panthers scored their first try. He did let Bailey know. Um, I'm not sure who was on the inside of him, probably Jack as well that he was going, and he just got caught out in, in, in no man's land. Maybe better just to sit back for a breather, check left, check right, make sure your defence is there before you shoot out. Um, but there was an interesting comment from Fitler. I don't know if anyone will have a chat to Jared about what he said, uh, but it was quite reasonable with that comment, I thought. Number nine, I've gone for Corey Horsberg, who was just a mongrel and an animal of the weekend, and I love the way he took on um, uh, Regan Gillard, uh, or Campbell Gillard, should I say. I think that's what we need from him. His defence is getting a lot better. He's, he's getting up and getting back quicker in the line and covering either side of the marker. But I thought his runs were great. He's trying to get an offload away, which I love. One in the second half was lucky, where he tried to throw it from about 30 metres out. It touched the Panthers. Um, and we've got six six to go. But this is really good work from Corey now. He's really adding some big body stuff in our in our attack and taking three or four defenders with him, which is awesome. Um, and finally, number 10, I've gone, hope is not a plan. What I mean by that is uh, at this stage of the year, there are some other sides who are hoping other sides win or lose to get them up. Thankfully, we don't need hope to get us where we are. As long as we keep winning and winning the way we are, we're not relying on hope to get us into the top four, the top two, or the top eight. We are in control of our own destiny. And hope is not a plan is 100% correct. You can't rely on hope as a plan to try and get somewhere you want to go. Um, so as long as we keep winning, we won't need to hope about anything. We'll just take care of itself, Raiders family. And guys, that's it this week for my top 10. As always, I really appreciate your love with my Facebook page at Berkey's Top 10, Twitter handle at Berkey Top 10, YouTube, so look me up on YouTube channel at Berkey's Top 10, subscribe to that uh, button just below the link, as well as all the podcasts as well, guys, so thank you always for your support, I'll be back Friday afternoon, maybe Thursday night, for my preview against the Warriors, guys, and always, as always, this is Berkey, bleed green, out.